This video is brought to you by Devout Decals, makers of reusable Catholic art for your home altar, your bedroom, and your home classroom. June is upon us. Welcome to the month on the secular liturgical calendar where evil is thrown in our face, where we are expected to just smile and nod and go along with it. And every year it gets worse. Every year we see during this month of June, greater and greater and more sort of e nasty evils foisted upon the world and told this is normal and this is how it's going to be. And if you do not agree, if you do not succumb and submit to this, then you are in fact a bad person and should be silenced in the public square. This is something that should get every Catholic and frankly every other kind of Christian to put aside differences and to resist. Because in the month of June, the world elevates and celebrates the queen of all vices, the first deadly sin. And they do so to elevate and celebrate a sin that sacred scripture says cries out to heaven for vengeance. A sin that I will just obliquely refer to here because there are small ears listening. Probably you may be listening to this around children as the, uh, the James Martin sin. Because Pastor Jimmy Martin of the Jesuit Church spends his time advocating for the church to accept sins that the Bible has told us cannot be accepted and has worked for against the in, immemorial teaching of the faith on these topics. And now we are in a time where the his interests and the secular world's interests align most closely. June is also the month of the Sacred Heart. This isn't, shouldn't surprise anybody. We, the Feast of the Sacred Heart is coming. And in fact, it is on the same day that the L.A. Dodgers are hosting a group who dress as nuns and mock the Catholic faith. And in a, an event that I have covered here and has been covered widely elsewhere. And I'm going to praise somebody here that I normally wouldn't praise, and that is Bishop Robert Barron. If you've been listening to my show or watching me for any length of time, you know that I'm not exactly a fan of Bishop Robert Barron. He is a, uh, we'll call him a moderate in the post-conciliar church, and I am a traditionalist, and as such, our positions on things don't typically align. But when he's right, he's very, very right, and here, he is very, very right. He gave an address on YouTube and on Twitter and elsewhere in the aftermath of the L.A. Dodgers news story, where he was very clearly disturbed by what was going on, and he called them out, and basically called Catholics to not go to the game and do other sorts of things that you wish more bishops would do. And I unequivocally praise him for it. I would love to see more of that from him. You know, liturgical opinions aside, theological questions on the number of the saved, all of it, all that other things aside, this is the kind of thing I would love to see more of from these things, from bishops like him, and this is the kind of thing that Bishop Robert Barron is best at. It was, it was very good to see. And as you might expect, he upset he upset the uh, the servants of Satan in the broader world, and quite possibly, literally the servants of Satan. Because as somebody who tagged me on this in Twitter with a screenshot, because the person involved has me blocked on Twitter, so I can't see it. Um, we see here that someone who actually runs the Bernadine Center, a Steve Millies, he runs the Bernadine Center at the Chicago University now. 
or Chicago CTU and Chicago CTU, which is in Chicago, it's a university. The Bernadine Center is, well, it's named after Cardinal Joseph Bernadine, who has been credibly accused of having been quietly a devotee of Satan in the most literal sense of the word, while he was a Cardinal Archbishop of the Catholic Church. Talk about infiltration, right? This accusation has been made by a number of people over the years, including a person who was said to have been in the, uh, we'll say, the subject of a ritual he was involved in, had quietly come out and made the accusation, but never sought the limelight themselves, which is one of the reasons these accusations can actually be considered credible. Joseph Bernadine was the person, by the way, most directly responsible for the church having, using language like the, um, the seamless garment. If you're familiar with seamless garment theology, it's the idea that we can't elevate the opposition to the Moloch ritual and the sanctity of human life more broadly. We can't conflate that as like this with other things. We can't make that the mo- well. We can't make that the most important issue in the secular, in the sort of converging point of the secular world and the church. That thing that we object to the most in the secular world, according to seamless garment theology. According to the seamless garment, unemployment is as bad a sin as the Moloch ritual. Uh, opposition to any social ill you can name is as bad as the Moloch ritual. That is the gift, the legacy of Cardinal Joseph Bernadine. It is like lukewarmness and ambiguity in teaching made manifest for the whole world to see. That is what we're talking about here. And so the head of the Bernadine Center has predictably decided to take the opportunity of a fundraiser that was being done in honor of uh, Bishop Robert Barron here. You see, they were going to honor Bishop Robert Barron's anniversary by making a donation to Word on Fire, right? Well, he, this person decided to take the honor, the opportunity to get people to donate to the costumed people mocking nuns, the Sisters of Perpetual Indulgence, in Bishop Robert Barron's name. Understand. This is someone working for a Catholic university, running an organization named after a, a person who is on the record as being a Catholic, who held a Catholic office, a church, an office in the church. And they are advocating that the people, that Catholics donate to this group of people who mock nuns. And to do so in Bishop Robert Barron's name. I personally don't care for Bishop Barron. But there are limits, and this is well beyond the limit. You do not do things like this. This is evil. This is an absolute evil thing. And they don't like what he's done. That's to be expected. But this is how some Catholics are celebrating the month. They are going to go all in on the evils we see this month. And so I suggest that you gird yourself. You prepare yourself, because what we are about to see here in the month of June is going to make you very, very happy for the 4th of July to come rolling around, even if you're not in the United States, even if you're not a biggest fan of the United States as a Catholic in America. Many Catholics in America have a very <laughs> mixed feelings about the country we live in, and it's understandable, I guess. But you'll be very happy when that rolls around because we'll be done with the month of June. But there's another thing here, and that is that this is the feast. The Feast of the Sacred Heart happens on the day of that baseball game. And... We should be. We should remind ourselves that the Feast of the Sacred Heart is probably the most important thing this month for us, and we could do reparation to our Lord for these sins through a. If you wish, you can do at this point 
a sort of consecration of yourself to the Sacred Heart. And we can talk about that some if you want. Plenty of details online on how to do that, but it involves keeping the first Friday uh, devotions. If you've never done that, this would be a good time to start. No better time, really, than the Feast of the Sacred Heart. But what else is going on this month? Well, we here we have another way some Catholics are choosing to celebrate this month, and that is that there is a Mass in the using the, we'll call it the liturgical language of the secular world for the month of June, on the Feast of Corpus Christi for those who celebrate the James Martin sin. And it's going to be presided by a priest named Father Doug Bood with deacons Herb Riley and Keith Kondrick. And this is going to happen in Pittsburgh at Duquesne Holy Spirit Chapel. We're going to see, this is a sacrilegious mass. Some people will argue about, you know, the Novus Ordo being valid mass or not. This is unequivocally going to be a sacrilegious mass. Do not attend this mass, obviously. But people should be really reach out to the bishop of Pittsburgh to get this thing shut down. This is, he has, as Eric Salmon says here on Twitter, a sacred obligation to, to shut down the sacrilegious mass and discipline all the clerics associated with it. And that's absolutely correct. There is this obligation. We are seeing a rising tide of evil in the world today. That much is clear. And yet we are not able to do anything about it, it seems, except offer our prayers and penances. There will be some who may be tempted to go and disrupt that mass. I can't advocate for that. I would instead suggest that you flood the Diocese of Pittsburgh with emails and phone calls to get this shut down. This is apparently, by the way, this mass this that celebrates the queen of all vices, the queen of all virtue, or the queen of all vices, rather, the first deadly sin is a, quote, ministry of St. Mary Magdalene Parish. <laughs> so there are several priests involved in this, including ones who won't be there or won't be participating. And there, that parish even has a coordinator for ministry to the those who advocate for the James Martin sin and who live in the grips of the James Martin vice. That should tell you everything you need to know. But as it turns out, it's not only happening in Pittsburgh. It's happening in dioceses across the United States, probably right around the Feast of Corpus Christi. Think about that. The Feast of the Body of Christ is when these Masses are being held. It's going to include like the Diocese of Buffalo and other dioceses too. If you have a bishop who is uh, not one of, not at least marginal, generally the marginal bishops, once you keep their heads down, don't speak against much of the evils in the world or the corruption in the church, they just quiet, go about quietly doing their job and never even hint at everything else. They, You may have one of these going on in your diocese. If you are in a diocese with a bad bishop, we'll say like Cardinal McElroy in San Diego, you probably have one of these going on. San Diego almost certainly has one of these. These need to be challenged. You can do so by contacting your diocese if you find out that you have one of these in your diocese. Challenge the write to your bishop, challenge the bishop to put an end to these things. And if need be, CC Catholic Media on this. Send this, send, send copies of the emails to whoever your favorite Catholic commentator is, not expecting them to cover this so much unless, of course, they've expressed an interest in doing so, but also like Catholic print media. These can be challenged and done so with respect to the office the people hold and done in a way that doesn't undermine your efforts in general. It's one of those things we have to be careful how you do it, because if you don't do it correctly, things could go pretty poorly. But that's what we can expect. 
So maybe take instead an opportunity to consecrate yourself to the Sacred Heart of Jesus this month. And if you find the the task of the, the nine first Fridays, meaning a, going to Mass and doing specific things on the first Friday of each month, to be a particularly daunting task, it's a very difficult consecration to, to finish, at least enthrone the Sacred Heart in your home. Have a picture of the Sacred Heart of Jesus and the Immaculate Heart of Our Lady placed prominently on display in your home. Have a priest bless your home. Take an opportunity to do so this month if you can. Priests are, are very busy, especially traditional priests, by the way. They are very busy and tend to be, you know, run ragged. But this is the time to do these things. And speak truth up this the truth this month, especially this month. And the larger sort of resistances that are going on in the culture against beer companies and big box retailers who are doing this. This will be the month that this all gets tested. And it'll be tested in a real way. Because quite frankly, you're going to see practically every company under the sun celebrating the queen of all sins this month. And by celebrating the queen of all sins, they do so to celebrate a sin that cries out to heaven for justice. But it looks like a lot of people in the secular world are tired of it too. So maybe this is the month of the year, and this is the wicked month that they celebrate, and that in 2023, we will be able to maybe start turning the stuff around. I don't know. Let me know what you think of that, though, in the comments, please. Like and subscribe if you haven't. It does help. So to share this on social media, that helps a lot, too. As always, pray for the church. I'm Anthony Stein. Ave Maria.